0: All right, you wanted it, Toronto. You got it. Toronto uh, Public Health has released a map that shows the COVID 19 hotspots across the city that our premier was alluding to, referring to in his press conference earlier in the week. And this data was released yesterday, provides detailed information on the number of cases in each neighborhood. Dr. Vanita Dubay is Associate Medical Officer of Health with the City of Toronto. She's been on the show before, and we welcome her back. Good morning. Thanks for being here, Dr. Dubé. I want to talk about the data because it's based on the last two weeks. This is a look at basically the recent past, not necessarily the present.
1: Well, it's a look at all of the COVID cases that we've had in the city to date. So 10,500 cases to date uh, from when the outbreak began. Okay.
0: So could it be slightly misleading if people were thinking, Oh, I want to know the areas to avoid because some of these areas actually might not be hot spots right now.
1: Well, there's two you're exactly right. There's two ways to think about it. One is these show the total number of cases or the rate in a neighborhood. So it says in my neighborhood we've had these many cases of COVID since the begin since January when this thing started. But it also from a hotspot perspective is not it's a misleading term because Just because someone lives in that area and got COVID doesn't mean they got it in where they live. They could have got it where they work. They could have got it in a social setting. They could have got it from travel in March. A lot of our cases were related to travel. And so you can't necessarily tell that by looking at this data.
0: Right. But does knowing where the hotspots are help you determine where COVID could present next? It, I mean, by comparing the positive cases and you know, do do they have similar movements or activities or habits or do they work largely in this one area? I know that we a lot of us don't work in factories. We just don't have that set up anymore. But, you know, I'm assuming say you worked in Flint that once was, you know, the hub of, of car manufacturing was a hotspot, you'd go right to, to one of the manufacturing plants to find out. Do we have the resources to conduct info gathering that's that thorough by just knowing postal codes of where people are?
1: You know what, you've outlined a really good analysis. I think you're ready to join public health. These are exactly (laughs) the questions that we want to be able to look at. What does it mean that in this neighbourhood we've had a higher number of cases than we have in other neighbourhoods? Is it related to where where they work? You know, are a lot of the PSWs or people who work in long term care homes living in this area? We know by some other analysis that we've done on kind of the population wide level that we're seeing more cases in people who have low income, who might be um, in higher immigrant areas, more racialized communities. And so the reason why we've actually released this data now is, first of all, we've been able to, but also it's going to help us to plan because with any pandemic, we, you have wave one, but we're planning for wave two. And now we can say, okay, maybe in some of these neighbors, we need to do some more interventions early on to be able to prevent more of these people from getting sick.
0: Dr. Dubey, what would those in- interventions look like?
1: Well, we have really good and strong testing strategy now, and there are going to be mobile testing units, for example. And so it could mean maybe we need to have more testing sites set up in these neighborhoods. Maybe we need to have more awareness. Maybe language has been uh, a concern. We can actually also work with the community as well. To get their perspective on well why do you think that cases are occurring what can we do to help as we say in public health mitigate or to prevent uh, some of this going forward
0: but does toronto public health and other health units do they have the manpower to you know i know you're analyzing the data but really get in there and talk to uh, people living in the hot spots do you have the manpower to do that right now when you're faced with this pandemic
1: we're still right now um we still have a number of cases every day and we're still actively doing case and contact follow-up. But we're hoping that as we get more and more into what we call the recovery phase and the cases go down, we can do a bit more of this type of planning work, working with communities. Uh, we're also hoping that we can build with our community partners. So it doesn't always have to be that public health has to do this work, but we can say this is the kind of information or these are the kinds of consultations that would be helpful and have some of our, our stakeholders or our community partners help us as well.
0: Dr. Develop was talking about these maps and and she was concerned that this map may cause people to mistakenly believe that there's an elevated risk of infection by going to certain parts of the city. Is there concern that this map could actually lull people into a false sense of security if they don't live in what is called
1: a hotspot? I think that's definitely a concern, and that's why it's really important to be able to clarify to people. It's not going to this particular area that's going to keep you from getting COVID or make you more likely to get COVID. And so we have to really understand what the maps are telling us. It's certainly not a way to stigmatize uh, communities or neighborhoods. It's a way to help us um, get information to plan for the future.
0: We know that 82% of cases, of COVID cases, have been in long-term care homes. So uh, we're looking at five neighborhoods here on your map that have the highest number of COVID-19 cases. They are Rouge at 400, Mount Olive, Silverstone, Jamestown at 384, Milken at 365, the West humber Clairville at 357, and Woburn at 325. Can you tell me how many of these uh, neighborhoods have long-term care homes in them?
1: so i just want to be able to say one thing that we did have a a slight technical issue yesterday and so the numbers are actually updated um so some of those numbers are just not quite accurate so i just want your listeners to know that they can actually go on our website and play with it themselves to figure out what the numbers are um these are um we have to be able to determine whether these cases are related to it's more where people work. We've taken out the institutional um, cases from here. So, oh, you've taken so, out the long term yeah, care home so, cases. Yeah, so people in re- residents uh-huh. of long term care homes who got their infection in the long term care home won't be showing up on this map. Um, but will uh, people that work in long term care? Some of them might, if they're, okay. you know, if if they're not directly linked to an outbreak, they might show up there. But uh, but that's. But we also have to think about what are the other workplaces or things that people are doing that may put them more at risk. I just want to clarify something that you asked yes. whether the map is related to long-term care or you know just community cases and actually you can actually filter the map so that you can look at all cases in the city and you look you can look at the ones that are just related to the institutional outbreaks and you can also look at ones that are just related to to people who live in the community. And so when you filter out on those three different levels, you actually see different patterns uh, based on um, the maps and based on where those long-term care homes are, just as you had mentioned. So I just want to clarify that. Do
0: you Does it get as specific as telling you which long-term care homes the cases were in?
1: No, so we do have that information available. It's actually um, available on the Ministry of Health we- website, all long-term care homes that have had outbreaks. But you can actually see, though, by neighbourhood um, where the cases are. And so if a long-term care home is in a particular neighbourhood, if you look at the total cases, that will certainly uh, impact the number of cases in that neighbourhood.
0: All right, well, let's, let's talk about, we're talking about these hotspot maps. Um, where can people find them?
1: On our website, toronto.ca slash COVID, and there's a link there that says status of cases. And there's actually a lot of really valuable information if people just want to play around with the data to get an understanding of what is this virus and how has it hit our city?
0: Dr. Dubé, Toronto and Peel account for three quarters of the COVID cases and local medical officers of health are proposing to the province that they take a different approach instead of the full on lockdown, that they take a regional approach to reopening and to actually locking some places down. Ford is hesitant because, you know, people travel. I know Dr. Williams sits in the same kind of camp and I'm sure Ford is taking his cues from Dr. Williams. And uh, Ford cited Cottage Country as an example, with half a million cottagers heading up to these areas that haven't been as hard hit as the GTA. What's your opinion on a regional approach to lockdown and reopening?
1: So I don't think it's, a you know, you have to pick one way or the other. There's no question that COVID has shown us that we're all interconnected, even globally, and also within Ontario as well. You don't want to have a place where there's, you know, more cases in a place like Toronto and people who travel up north could bring those cases and end up with outbreaks in those communities. But we also want to be clear that, you know, while it might not be safe to open restaurants in Toronto, places like Kingston that have Had no cases or hardly any cases, might be ready to open up restaurants. And so we might need to have a slight bit of a regional um, variability. But what we don't want is okay the restaurant is open in York region not in Toronto so right. let's all go to York region so there has to be some sort of balance here we absolutely work with our Ministry of Health uh, colleagues um, you know we've we've tried to develop um, you know what what our website shows indicators try to show what the what's the data showing for where we live and how can we then appropriately relax our measures to make sure we're not going to see a spike in cases in a place like Toronto but also um, in the province as well.
0: I want to thank you, Dr. Dubé. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, and you've made a lot of sense about those maps uh, that you can find on uh, the City of Toronto's website. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much, and have a good day to everyone. And you as well, and be safe.